chapter twelve of explanation of catholic morals this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. explanation of catholic morals by john h stapleton anger never say when you are angry that you are mad it makes you appear much worse than you really are for only dogs get mad the rabies in a human being is a most unnatural and ignoble thing yet common parlance likens anger to it it is safe to say that no one has yet been born that never yielded more or less to the sway of this passion everybody gets angry the child sulks the little girl calls names and makes faces the boy fights and throws stones the maiden waxes huffy spiteful and won't speak and the irascible male fumes rages and says and does things that become him not in the least even pious folks have their tiffs and tilts all flesh is frail and anger has an easy time of it not because this passion is so powerful but because it is insidious and passes for a harmless little thing in its ordinary disguise and yet all wrath does not manifest itself thus exteriorly still waters are deepest and imperturbable countenance may mask a very inferno of wrath and hatred to hear us talk there is no fault in all this the greater part of the time it is a soothing tonic to our conscience after a fit of rage to lay all the blame on a defect of character or a naturally bad temper if fault there is it is anybody's but our own we recall the fact that patience is a virtue that has its limits and mention things that we solemnly aver would try the enduring powers of the beatified on their thrones in heaven some at a loss otherwise to account for it protest that a particular devil got hold of them and made resistance impossible but it was not a devil at all it was a little volcano or better a little powder magazine hidden away somewhere in the heart the imp pride had its head out looking for a caress when it received a rebuff instead hastily disappearing within it spat fire right and left and the explosion followed proportionate in energy and destructive power to the quantity of pent-up self-love that served as a charge once the mine is fired in the confusion and disorder that follow vengeance stalks forth in quest of the miscreant that did the wrong anger is the result of hurt pride of injured self-love it is a violent and inordinate commotion of the soul that seeks to wreak vengeance for an injury done the causes that arouse anger vary infinitely in reasonableness and there are all degrees of intensity the malice of anger consists wholly in the measure of our deliberate yielding to its promptings sin here as elsewhere supposes an act of the will a crazy man is not responsible for his deeds nor is any one for more than what he does knowingly the first movement or emotion of irascibility is usually exempt of all fault by this is meant the play of the passion on the sensitive part of our nature the sharp sudden fit that is not foreseen and is not within our control the first effects of the rising wrath 
such as the rush of blood the trouble and disorder of the affections sure excitation and solicitation to revenge a person used to repelling these assaults may be taken unawares and carried away to a certain extent in the first storm of passion in this there is nothing sinful but the same faultlessness could not be ascribed to him who exercises no restraining power over his failing and by yielding habitually fosters it and must shoulder the responsibility of every excess we incur the burden of god's wrath when through our fault negligence or a positive act of the will we suffer this passion to steal away our reason blind us to the value of our actions and make us deaf to all considerations no motive can justify such ignoble weakness that would lower us to the level of the madman he dishonors his maker who throws the reins to his animal instincts and allows them to gallop ahead with him in a mad career of vengeance and destruction many do not go to this extent of fury but give vent to their spleen in a more cool and calculating manner their temper for being less fiery is more bitter they are choleric rather than bellicose they do not fly to acts but to desires and well-laid plans of revenge if the desire or deed lead to a violation of justice or charity to scandal or any notable evil consequence the sin is clearly mortal the more so if this inward brooding be of long duration as it betrays a more deep-seated malice are there any motives capable of justifying these outbursts of passion none at all if our ire has these two features of unreasonableness and vindictiveness this is evil no motive however good can justify an evil end if any cause were plausible it would be a grave injury malicious and unjust but not even this is sufficient for we are forbidden to return evil for evil it may cause us grief and pain but should not incite us to anger hatred and revenge what poor excuses would therefore be accidental or slight injuries just penalties for our wrongdoings and imaginary grievances the less excusable is our wrath the more serious is our delinquency our guilt is double-dyed when the deed and the cause of the deed are both alike unreasonable yet there is a kind of anger that is righteous we speak of the wrath of god and in god there can be no sin christ himself was angry at the sight of the vendors in the temple holy writ says be ye angry and sin not but this passion which is the fruit of zeal has three features which make it impossible to confound it with the other it is always kept within the bounds of a wise moderation and under the empire of reason it knows not the spirit of revenge and it has behind it the best of motives namely zeal for the glory of god it is aroused at the sight of excesses injustices scandals frauds it seeks to destroy sin and to correct the sinner it is often not only a privilege but a duty it supposes naturally judgment prudence and discretion and excludes all selfish motives zeal in an inferior and more common degree is called indignation and is directed against all things unworthy 
low and deserving of contempt it respects persons but loathes whatever of sin or vice that is in or comes from unworthy beings it is a virtue and is the effect of a high sense of respectability impatience is not anger but a feeling somewhat akin to it provoked by untoward events and inevitable happenings such as the weather accidents etc it is void of all spirit of revenge peevishness is chronic impatience due to a disordered nervous system and requires the services of a competent physician being a physical not moral distemper anger is a weakness and betrays many other weaknesses that is why sensible people never allow this passion to sway them it is the last argument of a lost cause you are angry therefore you are wrong the great misery of it is that hot-tempered people consider their mouths to be safety valves while the truth is that the wagging tongue generates bile faster than the open mouth can give exit to it st liguri presented an irate scold with a bottle the contents to be taken by the mouthful and held for fifteen minutes each time her lord and master returned home in his cups she used it with surprising results and went back for more the saint told her to go to the well and draw inexhaustibly until cured for all others the remedy is to be found in a meditation of these words of the our father forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us the almighty will take us at our word End of chapter twelve